This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Andy Pate with me today, as usual. And, of course, Charlie Grimes, our engineer for the day as well. The crew is all here. Yeah, what, that's that old dang dang, the crew's all here or something along those lines? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something along those lines. Anyways, today's impossible question. What was yesterday? Yesterday's answer. What percentage of people admit to stealing coworkers' food from the office refrigerator? You know, I like to try to keep it even across the board. I just take one bite out of each person's food. Well, then you'd be one of the 33%. 33%. Actually, I've never taken anybody's food. I don't I, do that. I thought it would be higher than 33%, but I guess that's still a pretty good number. Three out of ten are going to steal your food. Have you ever taken somebody's no, food? Shoot, no, no, it's not mine. Me either. I, I get, I get my own. I got my own food. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, I don't need to steal yours. I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't know. I guess just the way I was raised. You just don't bother other people's stuff. Oh, Charlie has stolen sodas. Yeah, but you replace stuff, Charlie. Charlie's different. If you take, I mean, okay, and, and okay, that one, I don't. That one's alone. If you take a soda that you know, guy's got a six pack in the, you know, six pack of Pepsi in the fridge. Okay. And you take one and put one back tomorrow. Is that really taking one? Not really. You just borrowed it for a day and you stuck it back in there. I don't think anybody's going to care about that. I would give you a jail sentence for that. For, for borrowing? No, I don't care. I, I, I've never done it, but I, I couldn't care less if somebody borrowed one of my sodas. As long as you get it back, I don't care either. Yeah. All right. Today's impossible question. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. On July 26, 1775, the Second Continental Congress established the U.S. Postal System. Can you name the first postmaster general? Oh, that's too easy, so I won't. Okay. If you know the question, go to reason.com and answer. A lot won't. I'm not sure I would have. I don't know. This one's... I probably would have. I don't know. I'd have to thought, I would have had to think through this one a little bit. Okay. Anyways, that's the idea for you all to think through it. All right. In today's show, talk some recession stuff because we have a White House now that's trying to change the rules or the definition of what a recession is. We'll get into that during this first hour. Now, this is exactly like changing what global warming is into climate change. Everything of theirs that they predict that doesn't happen, they simply change the definition of it. Or something they don't want to have happen that is, change that definition. Right. I mean, this is one of the calling cards of the left. Mm -hmm. You can't pin me down. You can't pin me down. I just morph and change constantly. Yep. It's like, look, a recession is a recession. It's two quarters of negative growth, period, end of story. And, oh, by the way, look out the window. Things suck out there. 
Okay, yeah. things yeah. are hard for people. Well, which for the okay, so along those lines, Andy's really setting this up correctly. So appreciate that. One of the things I wanted to know is we'll take a break here in a moment. We'll come back, and I want to do kind of our own little poll here on Rush to Reason. And I know it's not an accurate poll like they would do with you know thousands upon thousands of of answers. But I want to know among you all that are listening, what have you changed? Money-wise, in your world, in other words, what are you maybe not spending money on that you were before? You know, what what things, what habits, what things when things are good and you're really not too you know too worried about it, and you just keep rolling along versus where we are now to where I think everyone and Andy and I've talked about this before, even those that have means, you're still watching you know you're still watching things very very closely, and you sure. may take a different direction even on a purchase than you might have done otherwise. What is that? Right. Or maybe people who have great means don't change a lot in their personal life, but they change a lot in their investment. You know, what they that buy, well. what they what build it, what business they open, what they expand, what they contract, that kind of thing. Either way. So 303-477-5600. You can text us as well. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. So I've got some clips. We'll play those as soon as we come back. We'll get going. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. We'll get into that. Call us now. Let us know what have you changed if any maybe you've not done anything different but if you've changed some things even driving habits carpooling things along those lines those are all changes that would go along with what we're talking about i can't carpool um i doesn't work for my schedule so it doesn't work for me at all i just can't i i I can't be crowded into a car with other people i i i need my own little world sorry can't i can't argue with that extreme auto repair speaking of cars coming up next and again you'll make sure your car is in top working order and we talk about it all the time but i do mean it that the best way for you to save money at the pump is to keep your vehicle running most of the most efficiently way possible and that's through proper maintenance and there's other things too that they can do but don't buy any of the gimmicks go to extreme auto repair first and talk to them and get things handled and then go from there klzradio.com 303-841-1071 go with your gut you know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. All right, Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor and wants to help you with reverse mortgage and all the details. Uh, There's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to reverse mortgages. So talk to Bruce today and find out what he can possibly do for you. 303-467-7821. A reverse mortgage puts you in control. You're getting closer to retirement, which feels a little uncertain because you don't know how long your savings will last. You do know how long you'll need to keep paying off your mortgage, though. Especially after that refinance a few years ago, you will be old and gray before you finally check off that monthly payment from your list of expenses. So you feel stuck. You can't retire confidently with a big mortgage payment hanging over your head. 
Your scenario is exactly why reverse mortgages exist. KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, sets seniors free from monthly mortgage payments. You should be able to retire when you choose. Of course, you'll still need to pay your taxes and insurance, but eliminating your monthly mortgage payment could give you the security you need to retire with confidence. Take control. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Denver IT Security, make sure that your network is secure, whether that be the network you use at work, whether it be the one you use at home. Some of you business owners have ones at home as well. Make sure that's not vulnerable. And a lot of times that one gets forgotten, and then we wonder why we have issues on down the road. John Kanata can help you with all of those things. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ, or just go to our website, klzradio.com. Keeping your company's email system safe from hackers requires constant vigilance, meaning your staff needs to be kept aware of the signs of this threat. The team at Denver IT Security will customize a program helping to prevent mistakes that could lead to costly email infiltrations. Business email compromise or email hijacking is a growing problem. Hackers log into your email system, read through past conversations, then start a conversation with one of your contacts, pretending to be you. They may send an invoice to be paid through a wire transfer or ask for sensitive information to be provided. By changing some settings in your email software, they keep these conversations hidden so you won't even know it's happening. Some will even change the phone number in your signature, hoping the victims call them, thinking they're calling you. To learn more about this growing threat, schedule a free consultation now at denveritsecurity.com klz. Is the cost of replacing your old copier with a new one a shock to your budget? I'm Josh, a technician with Business Equipment Service. We specialize in premium, like new copiers and printers that have had very minimal usage. They look like new, they work like new, and are backed by our 12-month performance warranty. It's as new as you can get without the box. At Business Equipment Service, you don't get less, you just pay less. Check us out at BESofColorado.com. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. We're talking about the recession and the talk around from the White House and, by the way, the mainstream media. Producer Ann has been listening, and she's going to put up on our website where you can even go and answer this, whether it be today or at a later time. And she's worded it this way, which, by the way, she does a better job of this than I. What have you had to change in your life since the recession? Good way to word it. What have you had to change in your life since the recession, we'll put those answers up and we'll get some some different things. And by the way, these are anonymous, just, you know, there's no name attached to this. So, and to Andy's point, you may have changed some things in a positive way because you've got the ability to capitalize on certain things. And if that's the case, we like to know that as well. It doesn't have to be a negative. It could very well be a positive because there are sometimes deals to be had during this time. And if you're somebody that's been able to capitalize on that, I'm not going to hold that against you. If that's you, then fine. Just say so. Yeah. Not a problem at all. We don't, we don't catch. I, I, what I'm trying to get at here is I feel like we're in one and the white house is going to tell everyone, including in the mainstream media, by the way, anytime they say something, they're of course on their side. So they're now going to back this up and come along and say, Oh yeah, well, you know, you got to look at the broader overall picture, and it's not just a matter of whether we've had a couple of quarters of down GDP. 
Yeah, the GDP is the broader overall picture. <laughs> okay, so do. they are lying. Right. It's a lie. Right. We're in a recession. Can I give you one of mine? Yes. Really quick before yeah. we go no, to no, 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 Yeah, I've got no, for everybody listening, by the way, no guests the rest of this hour. I really kind of dedicated this first hour where Andy and I could delve into this. We can go all sorts of different directions. There, there's no agenda here whatsoever i got a couple of clips i'll play at some point whenever we get to them but yeah we we can go any direction we need to okay mine didn't start during the last two quarters when this is was actually hitting it started going into it when we were hearing all the rumors and reports of what was going to happen or beginning to happen with the economy okay. all right okay and so i started uh, Corey and i we started storing up every time we saw a sale on something we got a bunch of it. And unfortunately, this means our basement now is incredibly well stocked. We could, we could probably take care of the military on some items. But one good example is we bought one of those vacuum sealers. Oh, yeah. Great idea, by the way. Right. They're great. Okay. And uh, you know, I'd wanted one for a while. I'd never really done it. But so just now's the time. But this, yeah, so this was last winter. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to take the plunge. And now I vacuum seal everything and my food doesn't go bad. By the way, it tastes better. I have no idea why that is. Because there's no air in it. It's no air. Nothing gets stale. Well, yeah. Well, and there's no freezer burn, obviously. That's right. That's right. And so now the freezer is full. That's the downside. I mean, I don't know what else I can put in there. But you get stuff and you vacuum seal it, and it has already saved a ton of money. So it's almost that's one of those things you wish you'd have done prior to that, even. Right. But, but this forced you into doing something you... You were wanting to do, but didn't pull the trigger until this happened. Exactly. Another example would be things that you don't even vacuum seal, like chips. Okay, uh, those chips. Every now, uh, every few weeks at Safeway, they go on a really good sale: three bags for a buck eighty-seven each of these really good chips. Well, we got plenty of chips. We don't need them. Get some anyway. And you know, this is just kind of multiplied out through a number of items. We're just storing a lot more food now. Agree. Agree. I and I waiting would, for the sales. I would say that, and you and again because you and I have talked about some of the stuff for really all even through COVID. I think you and I even started some of this even when COVID hit and things be you know started becoming more scarce in certain areas. And I know for myself, never really you know pulled pulled back on any of that stuff. And in fact, one of the things and Anne reminded me, Ready Radio on Fridays, we talk a lot about this particular topic from everything from food savers like we just talked about with Andy to multiple other things and just kind of what to have on hand. We do that on Fridays. If you haven't listened to the program, tune in each Saturday or each Friday, I should say, from 2 to 3 o'clock right before uh, Rush to Reason. But along these lines, I know some of you have done some of these things all your life. Others, though, really within the last couple of years with COVID have probably really thought more about do I have enough of X on the shelf? And I think as you go into the recession, especially I know, Andy, you know, we're the same way. What other things did you stock up on that you might not have otherwise because there was a good sale on it on a particular day? Right. And that, now, that's a change. That's a behavioral change. And we have now far too many paper products in our home. And it's not just because people, you know, cleared the shelves a, a year and a half ago. It wasn't because of that. It's because good sales. Right. And these sales kept coming out, and now I've got way too well, many Well, yeah, because of them. they had an overstock after all that was done because all their skew, inventory skew, you know, reorder points were all screwed up. Let me throw one at you, and you can talk about this maybe after the break because it's a bigger topic. Okay. okay. No, we got plenty of time. We're good. Well, because I know you want to talk about more personal things, but I'd like you to talk about what are you counseling businesses to 
you know, do differently. Stock cash. Yeah. Stock, that, I mean, okay, really, stock even, cash. even six months ago, I started telling them and have had you know good success with with my clients of we're, we're going to two things we're going to do, whether you need it or not. If you can borrow the money, go ahead. If you can get an additional line of credit, if you can do anything along those lines, HELOC on your home, whatever you can do to have access to more capital, do it now. This was six plus months ago we decided to do this. Actually, really, Andy, probably even into uh, a year ago, even I started telling some folks I could see some things coming. Let's, you know, let's get prepared and so on. So started telling them to do that and whatever you can do to pile up cash. Now, I'm not saying you need, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash. But if you're a business owner and you've got, you know, X amount of expenses, you should have X amount of cash to coincide with that. I mean, actual hundred dollar bills, cash, not in a checking account, but I mean, at home in your safe cash. I've had them doing that. So those two things specifically. Now, um, upside and downside here really quick. Of course, the upside is everything that you can buy without paying interest is now a great thing. Correct. Okay, so having the cash available. On the downside is the cash's value is dropping much more quickly than it would have in the past. That's correct. How does that balance out? Well, what I've learned in business over the years is no cash, no nothing. True. So even if it's dropping in value, but I've got literal liquidity where I'm not having to even go to the bank to get it. There's an advantage to that. In, in, in the business world, especially when it comes to, hey, there's a particular item I can buy and pay cash and flip and even make more cash. Okay, that's what you do because some things are like that where you want to go out and buy a $10,000 car, but you really don't want to go to the bank and extract ten grand because that brings up red flags and blah, 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 blah. You get where right. I'm going there. Having actual greenbacks to go do that. Where, where other individuals and entities don't know you're doing it, all the better. And no, I'm not telling anybody to do anything illegal. This is all legal. Oh, yeah. It's just I don't want any red flags at the bank. Well, and now let's look at even a smaller And, and by the way, I don't want any red flags at the bank because I don't trust the other side at all. You just saw what happened right. uh, you know, back in Delaware with the guy buying more than one gun at the gun shop and the ATF plus two other people showing up at the same time to verify serial numbers on guns he bought that, frankly, is none of their dang business. No. So I don't trust that side. That's why I'm telling my clients to do that. Right. I don't trust them at all, Andy. No, I don't either. I don't want to be reliant on them. No, me neither. So Not I at want, all. I don't even be reliant on my local bank. That's why I'm one that says have X amount of cash. And I can't tell anyone what that magic number is. You have to determine that on your own. Well, that's geared according to your lifestyle and according to your you know expectations going forward. What were you planning on buying, not buying, and so forth. But here's another big advantage about having a bunch of extra cash around. Those sales I was mentioning. You know... People who have extra cash on hand just do a lot better with those sales. And it doesn't even have to be things going on sale at Safeway or King Supers or whatever. You know, it could it be can, anything. Well, how about every year you have those coupons come out for restaurants? Mm -hmm. a, a coupon book where you can get just tons off, you know, two-for-ones at a lot of really good restaurants and just soak it up. Well, I'll I didn't you, have the. I'll give you an example. I didn't of have that. the money for it. Well, I did, and I, I nailed. Yeah, you know, I got two so, of them. Ocean Prime. Most of you know the restaurant in town, kind of a famous yeah, restaurant. Good place. Very good place. They have great food. Uh, I think even Al Smith even held some seminars and different things there. So they had a deal here recently popped up in my email one day where you could buy a hundred dollar gift card for eighty bucks. 
it's a 20% discount. Yeah, those are great. I love so, those. So you go out and you buy as many of those as you think you want to do. And in my case, may use those for gifts down the road, may use them myself. Either way, you're getting $100 for 80 But if you don't have the liquidity to do that, you can't. Uh, yeah, Chili's does that. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of them at some point in time will have something like that. Exactly. Why? Because they need it as well. And, and in their world, what they've done, they're not stupid either. What they just did is they sold a future meal at a 20% discount, but they have my money now. Right. I may not use well, that for eight months, but they've got my money now. And they have something more than your money. They have a guarantee you're going to come in their door, tip their waiter or waitress, and not go to their competitor. Correct. You see, they, they, on, for one day. They've tied it. And again, most importantly, in their world, they have my money today. Right. Yeah, no matter when I might buy the meal, they have my money now. Right. That's the most important thing. Yeah. I'm just adding to In their to world, it. it is. But you're right. They've also built loyalty at the same time. Right. They have me coming back no matter what. That's huge for a business. And here's another. And by the th- way, some of you businesses that are out there listening, if you're not doing some of these things, shame on you. You should be. Yeah. And here's another thing, John. Uh, whatever the amount of that is, I'm going to max it out and spend more over it. Always, right? Let's say that I only go, you know, I only go by myself one day because, you know, I wanted to do some work and I wanted to go to a restaurant while I do it. And I only use about 60, 70% of it. The next time I go with my wife and I use up the rest of that, but then I use way more, right, as we're spending over it. When you get those gift certificates, you almost never just, well, I won't say that, but a lot of times you don't just use that for one trip. No, you are, again, these are things that smart businesses, not just retailers, but smart businesses look at and do is because, to your point, they've built in all these extra things that they're going to gain down the road from doing that today. And, you know, did they give you, are they, you know, are they giving you something at a discount? Well, yeah, theoretically, although, again, like I said, what if I don't use that gift card for eight months? In some cases, what if you don't use it ever? Right. Well, now they haven't lost anything they gained. Let me ask you another thing on businesses. Okay? Can sure. I? Yeah. All right. Um, what about the fact that a lot of businesses coming up this fall are going to be laying off? I think some of that's already starting, by the way. Obviously. But I think mm-hmm. it's going to accelerate. I agree with Sorry you Sorry to that. be mean, no, but no, no. that's you what are, I think. You are, Andy. I think you are spot on. Okay. Yes. So you're counseling businesses. If they're going to be laying off, that means there's suddenly going to be more and more jobs um I mean, fewer and fewer jobs out there and more people wanting them. What does that mean? You can get employees. You're not going to have to pay quite the skyrocketing rates for employees. Right. Do you counsel your um, businesses to try to time that? Hold off on uh, hiring new employees maybe for another three months because they're going to be cheaper. Yeah, yeah. if they can. In some cases, they can't because they may have an immediate need right. at the moment. But, yes, if they can, by all means, most and a lot of mine because we have – growth and we're doing other things we're not just sitting around being stagnant you right. know i've got most of my clients that need somebody immediately not three or four months from now but to your point yes you could easily do that the other thing that'll happen by the way this is okay, where go ahead. this is where you, you those of you this is a little bit off topic but not because it coincides with exactly what we're talking about if you work for someone else you're not self-employed and you are maybe not the top performer in your area, you kind of just slide by. And, and by the way, most people that are sliding by know they're sliding by. They, they're not putting in the effort. It's a job. Yeah, you know, I go to work. I get there. I'm, I'm a few minutes late each day. But, you know, I'm here. It's my job. It's, it's not my passion. That's right. I'm, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Well, guess what happens to you in times like this? You're gone. You're on the bubble, we call it. Yeah. You're on the bubble. 
And we all know what that means. You know, and by the way, uh, it's like the Denver Broncos. Right now, camp is coming up, the roster bubble. Half those guys going in there, almost half are gone. Uh, you're on the roster bubble at your job right now going into this fall. Go That's ahead. right, because if you're not going to perform at a top level and somebody else comes in and applies that that particular ownership thinks will outperform you especially, guess what? You're gone. You know, that's a really good point because a lot of people are thinking, wait, yeah, but I'm performing better than average versus the other people who are here. No, no, you're not competing with them. You're about to have a flood of people with resumes that look really good coming in. You are competing with the world. That's right. And by the way, I don't know that I've ever, I'm, I'm this, that's a, I know it's a strong word, but Charlie, you could think through this, Andy as well. I don't know if I've ever interviewed an author that's ever written a book talking about what we talk about. How there are always some employees in any organization, including nonprofits, that are on the bubble all the time. And if you're not performing well and staying off the bubble, when things like this happen, you're liable to be out and somebody else is going to be taking your place. Okay, last question before we go to break. As the boss, you're going to have a few people who are on the bubble. How do you, going into situations like this fall with the economy as it is, how do you let them know they're on the bubble without it sounding, like, without it sounding like a threat? You don't. You don't. You just don't. You just do. It's like, it's like in football. There's stats telling you what's going on with each individual person on your team on a daily basis. So you don't want to let them know, you know, you might want to step it up. I mean, you're going to tell them that anyway in general. But it's up to them to step it up, not you. True. You, you can't go do their job for them. Okay. That, so, frankly, I don't, I don't have that conversation. You wait until the opportunity comes, opportunity comes along, and if somebody else performs that you think will perform at a higher level, they get the job and the other person's gone. And if you're not thinking of cutting back this fall, but you know a lot of people will be, now is a good time to start looking out there and saying, okay, we're going to be looking at a lot more talent coming in this fall, That's and right. I know a few people who are on my bubble. Jennifer in Lafayette, go ahead. Hi, John. Um, uh, there's a, about to be an announcement from the Agriculture Department uh, talking about what they predict for the uh, up-and-coming harvest this year. Okay. And it's going to be in the next few weeks. So for the last several months, I've been uh, stocking up on extra food, even though I've been prepping before Y2K. Yep. yep. And, and it's just stuff that I can open up and eat directly. But the thing is, uh, right now, it looks like when I go out of the store with three cases of canned food, maybe I'm eccentric. Two months from now, you won't that might be. be considered hoarding. It might be considered hoarding. You know, there were a lot of people outside the ark who thought Noah was stupid. Yeah. Just saying. Until it rained. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's an no, extreme I, example, I, but, but here, you know what I mean. Here's what I've learned, Jennifer, over the years, because I, I, I can, I can um, relate to what you're talking about. But there will be times where I'll be, you know, walking out of the, um, the store with things that everybody else looks at, like, look at that oddball. Uh, or look at that hoarder. Um, no, I'm not doing either. I'm making sure that me and my family have what we need moving forward. And frankly, I don't care what everybody else thinks. They'll have to just get over that's, it. That's right. I have a question for you, John, because you might be the only person that can answer this one. Okay. I have heard three other radio talk show hosts on three different networks. 
refer to a situation that could be coming up at the end of August. Something about a lack of specific additives to diesel oil. It's already been that that one's been around for a while, Jennifer. That one that one I've talked about not only here but on Drive Radio numerous times before now. How these guys are just now getting on that bandwagon is beyond me. Yes, I do believe and there have been now some of what's happening in regards to Russia and even the ag side of that fence, will that open up anything along these lines? And what Jennifer you're talking about or they're talking about is there are certain additives in diesel oil that we need to produce diesel oil. We as in the oil companies that produce, you know, oil here in the US especially. And and what's happening is a lot of the additives that get put in that oil for diesel engines specifically come from areas of the world we don't have here. You know, that minerals and things that we just don't have in the US. So we rely on those imports to make those particular products. And I'm trying to be as simplistic here as I can. There's a lot more technicality to this, of course, that you know I can't get into on air. But in general, Jennifer, yes, there already has been some shortages in the industry. I've been watching shortages in the oil side of the fence with all of my, you know, the coaching clients that I have that are in the automotive world. We've been we've been having oil shortages across the board for the past year. I think that's going to continue, if not get worse, unless there's something else that opens up. Hey, Jennifer, do you have a uh, diesel vehicle? No, I do not. Okay. But the thought occurred to me is if this were really a problem, uh, agricultural equipment like tractors and combines, and, they and, run on diesel. And semis that deliver all of our goods. So all of that, as we all know, I mean, I don't think there's any secrets here, Jennifer, just most people don't think about it, especially the person that's just walking into the grocery store buying their needs for tomorrow and then leaving. They have no idea how that stuff ever got there. But without diesel oil, diesel fuel, and and, and now even on the ag side of the fence and especially on the, the semi, on the, on the truck side of the fence, the DEF, the diesel fluid additive that is now required because of the EPA regulations in this country. Without those three components, oil, fuel, and DEF, we don't move goods and or do agriculture across this country, period. Yeah, I, I was thinking in terms of if this really were a problem, we could have a situation where the crops would rot in the field. I will say this, Jennifer, and because I, 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 this is my prediction. I don't think it will get that dire. It may in some certain circumstances, but I will tell you that I'm not the only one that's been watching this. I'm not the only one that's been stocking up on you know fluids and things along those lines. For example, my entire fleet, I bought enough oil a month and a half ago to make it through the next 12 months. I bought it all at one time. I'm not the only fleet operator or farmer out there that has done that. So I'm not as concerned about that as I am, frankly, a lot of the owner operators that are smaller that run, you know, trucks and things along those lines that deliver goods. I'm more worried about that end of it than I am the farmers because the farmers are smarter. I, I know I, I hate to say that, but in a lot of cases, the farmers are smarter than the trucking companies. Okay. Thanks a lot, John. Does that make sense? Did I, did I answer that question okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, you did, and uh, thank you. You're really very welcome, Jennifer. It. No, and by the way, great question. Something that was we, a great question. We haven't talked about here on on the program, but yes, that is something that if if things get dire and you 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 can't get the oil changed in your diesel truck and you're not going to drive from point A to point B, goods don't move. You know, I believe if more people were like Jennifer and concerned about things like 
diesel diesel oil and so forth. I mean, diesel, um, you know, gas and and the additives and all that. They would vote a lot differently. They have no clue, Andy. They have no clue. The average person running down, filling up their car, walking in and buying a candy bar, going down to Safeway and getting a a rotisserie chicken to take home that night and eat right. because they didn't think beyond you know what dinner is going to be in, in four or five days because they're going to do that again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Yeah, they have no clue. None. You're 100% correct. They have no clue. Jennifer's ahead of the game. She's way ahead of the game. Yep. So more people need to be like Jennifer. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. By the way, the Quiet Cool system. And, and this is another thing, too, that they do. We don't talk much about it here on this program because it's more of a ready radio uh, a deal, but you know the the standby generate generation systems. Absolute can do that as well, and there is going to be, I believe, in the not too distant future, mandatory brownouts, blackouts, things like that. Absolute can help you in all of those areas. So not only saving money on the quiet cool system, but making sure that you're self sustained, no matter what comes down the pike, as well. KLZRadio.com seven two zero five two six zero two three one. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new Quiet Cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your Quiet Cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. Veteran Windows and Doors, have Dave out and assess what's going on with your home. Again, great way to save energy and a lot of upgrades, by the way, when it comes to windows and doors that you may not even know exist. So have them out and check out exactly what's going on, and he can give you an estimate and tell you exactly how that's going to work and the time frame you're looking at as well. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at klzradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529. 0720. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush 
who is a small business owner and business slash life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, really quick before we go to Joe, Charlie was also saying that over the lunchtime, uh, he read an article, mainstream media, by the way, that says 50% of people right now, of Americans, are going into debt for their normal monthly expenses. In other words, using credit cards to make sure they can make it from month to month, which, by the way, that's the mainstream media. Charlie's like, I don't know how much I believe them. Well, that goes against their own narrative of there's no recession. So, you know, I probably believe that one. Yeah. Because it goes against what they're saying elsewhere. But yikes. Yeah, yikes. Joe, what's going on? John, I've uh, I've got, as you probably know, 50 years' experience in managing companies and people. Actually, you manage companies, you lead people. Right. One of the biggest successes I've had over the years is is fixing uh, organizations that had too many people on the bubble. Um, Just from my credentials, John, you know this, but for your audience, I started off as a young engineer managing nine feet, uh, commercial uh, HVAC techs in an office up in Hartford, Connecticut, wound up running Carrier's North American Commercial Industrial Service business. I was responsible for 1,100 field service techs working out of 95 office, offices. And then over the past 20 years, I've been involved with the Venture Capital Group, and we would invest in primarily service companies, some manufacturing companies. And I was kind of the operations guru, and my job was to go in, work with the management team, identify, you know, what could they be doing better, what sort of personnel changes. And one of my favorite books was the Steve Collins, From Good to Great. He talks about you need to not only get the right people on the, on the bus, but you need to get the right people in the right, in the right seats. And one of the things that has worked extraordinarily well for me over the years, and, and by the way, if, unless you're in a business where you have some sort of patent or something exclusive if you've got competition, the only thing that's separating you from the competition is your people. And if you think you're going to be successful uh, staffing your organization with people who are five, sixes, and sevens, or your competition is staffed with eights, nines, and tens, you're not going to be around in this industry very long. And, John, you know that with your uh, uh, service station. It's the guys that have the eights, nines, and tens that are going to prosper. So part of my job is to yep. say, do we have eight, nines, and tens? And if they're not eight nines and tens, can we make them into eight nines and tens? And if the answer is no, we can never turn this five into an eight nine or a ten. Then we're going to have to make a change. Now, how do I try to make a change? I have found that if you ask a person, I would go to a gal in accounting. We would invest in a company, and they would have a mess in their accounting. And I would say to the well, Sally, you do accounts payable. How would I know as an outsider, what could I look at to know if you were doing a good job or a bad job? And so we said, well, you could look at how many accounts, how many payable invoices I processed a day. What was the lag between the time they hit my desk and the time I got them processed? How many mistakes I made? I said, great, Sally, do you have the data available to you to track that stuff? She said, oh, sure. I said, well, let's work and put three graphs together. You know, one is, you know, you know, uh, uh, processing time from the time you get it till the time it goes out. 
the second one is the number of that you process per day, and the third is the, you know, the numbers that you know come back because of an error. Can you do that? She said, absolutely. I said, well, great. Once a week, I'd like you to update these and post them on the outside of your cubicle. And, John, I did that for every person in the organization. How do I know if you're doing a good job or a bad job? And I let them. I don't, want, I don't ever want to measure an employee. I want the employees to measure mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And Then they own the becomes, process. Right. They own the process. They own the result. It's not like, well, the boss gave me a bad report card. No. I make them measure themselves. Um, with management employees, I always sit down with them at the beginning of the year and I say, Bob, um, let's talk about the most important things you do here. What are the goals that you would hope to achieve? You know, is it you know new customers, mm-hmm. customer retention, uh, improvement of profit margin, collecting your receivables quicker? And we set those down as some measurable goals. And every 90 days, once a quarter, we sit down and and I don't measure Bob. I say, Bob, you remember those goals we set in January? Right. right. Uh, I want to sit down with you next next Tuesday. Pull those out and give me an update on how you are doing against the goals that we that we jointly agreed were your goals. And Bob would come in with his report card. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give him a report card. He would give me the report card. And after a while, whether it be Sally in accounting or Bob the manager, it becomes pretty obvious um, if they're on the bubble or not, because if Bob keeps coming in and he's missing all of his goals, you know, it's the conversation is, Bob, look, these were, you agreed these were reasonable goals. You're struggling. You're not meeting. You're hitting, you know, one out of two out of six. Uh, Bob, this, this can't keep going on like this. It should never come. And if I wind up replacing Bob, that should not come as a shock to Bob. Uh, He should know it. And I've distilled down, John, 50. I could go on. I could give a, an hour-long conversation about all the ways to to try to get people off the bubble and what you have to do when you can't get them off the bubble. But that's what I've been doing for the last 50 years is identifying people who are on the bubble, working to get them off the bubble into the success and make them into eight signs and tens. And if you can't, you got to make, yeah, make, them make a choice. Yeah. Hey, Joe, uh, quick question here, because and I've done that a lot, too, in management. But what do you do with those who simply don't think in those terms? you got the person who's just the workhorse. They don't think in terms of charting it out. They just come in every day, and they're workaholics. They just love to work, 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 work. And they don't, know, they don't even know how to answer questions like that. How do you help them with that? Because there are quite a few employees, am I right, John, who will simply not even think in those terms. They don't know how to really enunciate that. True. Are, are you guys familiar with the Socratic method, method of teaching? Yes. Socrates, and Socrates would teach his students by asking them leading questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I've got a really, if I've got a guy who's a workhorse, he's cranking it out, he's getting it done, um, and I will lead him to the answer by asking him questions, kind of like I did with Sally. Well, Sally, how would I know the difference between when you're doing a good job and when you're doing a bad job? Right. And, you know, you kind of lead them and probe and prod and. And then if he's really too busy to do it, I'd say, well, John, do you think these are important things? Would you like to know? He said, I, I would say, John, I would love for you to do this for yourself, but if you're seriously too busy, would you like me to, to measure those things for you? And he was said, yeah, that'd be great. I, I love that. Because, you know, you talk about um, leadership. One of the leadership is, uh, is critique, which is constructive feedback. It's not criticism. Critique is things you're doing well, things you're improving upon. So part of my job with, let's call the guy John, is 
okay, John, we talked. You said these are the most important things. You're doing your jobs, you know, safety, showing up on time, um, customer satisfaction. You said you're too busy, don't have the time or skills or PowerPoint skills. Do you want me to do this for you? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, John, once a month I'll do this. And we well, and when I give these to you, we'll sit and we'll talk about them. Is how does that sound? Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. And if John is really doing a great job, he actually relishes. He looks forward to that monthly report. Mm-hmm. He actually strives. One of the mm-hmm. things I did, by the way, I got roped in a company. I moved to New Jersey in an investment group I had worked with called me up a couple of months ago and said, hey, Joe, we just bought a company down here in New Jersey, and they're in the HVAC service business. They do mechanical repairs, but they're kind of struggling. you got some free time. So we went down, I went down, and I, I did a lot of the things that I just described to you. By the way, out of a uh, office staff of 30 people, I changed out eight in the first 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things we did in terms of recognition is I had to went out and got some poker chips made with the company logo on them. I told the managers, we want to catch people doing things right, yep. whether it be safety, yep. whether it be customer satisfaction. And every time we catch a guy doing something right, you give him a poker chip. Three poker chips, you get a $50 gift card. Outback Steakhouse, you know, whatever it is. And uh, we're going to put it up. We, we have some of the gals making customer satisfaction calls. Mm-hmm. And we go on a scale of one to five with five being delighted. And our, we told our guys, guys, our goal is to delight our customers. And, you know, if a customer says, hey, you, you, he was a good, you know, he was, you know, came here, and I'd give him a three or I'd give him a four. We thank the customer, but we ask the question, we appreciate that rating, and we're glad you were satisfied, but what would we have had to do differently? And here's the mm-hmm. key question, to earn a five. Yep. And every time a guy, every time a guy gets a five, we give him a poker chip. And we would post those on the wall. Uh, you know, we call right. it the wind, the wind wall. Right. And by the way, when a guy, when we only get a one or a two, uh, we we on on purpose, we do not put the guy's name on. Let me tell you about the wind wall. When the and, guy, and Joe, hey, I, I hate to say this, but I'm up against a break. Can we? I, you got about 20 seconds. I got to get rolling. Sorry, but we're up against a break. When we get a miss, we put it up anonymously. We put a circle. Guys, please note. The guy who did it knows who he is. We don't need to shame him in public. There you go. When it's a win, yep. when it's a win, we write in red pen. Yep. Bob, great job, and you know, and the awesome, boss. awesome. So that's how we do that. Good stuff, Joe. As always, I appreciate you very much. Thanks for all of your words of wisdom. I know everybody else uh, uh, agrees with me on that. And I'll let you go, guys. Break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hi Five Plumbing is next. All your needs. They're looking for help as well. Much to what we were just talking about with Joe. Hi Five Plumbing. Find him at klzradio.com or eight seven seven We High Five. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five Techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. 
The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, who he's got his great seminar going on tonight, by the way. You can't get registered, but there'll be another one coming up. Call Al today if you need any financial help at all, 303-744-1128 or klzradio.com. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, up next, Michael Bailey Law, mobile estate planning. He is our mobile estate planner because he'll come directly to you. 720-394-6887. Follow the Michael Bailey philosophy to enjoy this day. Do the thing you don't want to do first. Every day, Michael does whatever he doesn't want to do first. Then he no longer has to do it. Michael enjoys his days. Right now, you can enjoy the rest of your day by calling Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner. Then you will no longer need to think about what will happen to your stuff after you die. So go ahead. Enjoy your day. Call KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, right now. American National Insurance is next. He is my agent, Paul Lewinberger, who wants to help you with all of your insurance needs. Save you money at the same time. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance will get to know you. A computer can't know you personally, but Paul will. As an insurance agent, he'll work hard to make sure that you aren't underinsured. When it comes to classic or higher-valued cars and trucks, Paul incorporates declared value, which accounts for the added value that you put into your car or truck. After all, it's your hard-earned dollars that have been invested, so be certain you'll be financially whole again if a crisis occurs. When you buy insurance from the Internet, not a person, you don't get that immediate feeling of relief. You go online and plug in different things so that a calculator can spit out a price. You'll typically get state minimums for liability insurance, and you won't get it tailored to your specific needs. You'll probably end up talking to multiple agents who you won't speak to again. Work with Paul every time. For personalized, honest insurance, call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, up next, Craig from Wheat Ridge. What's going on, Craig? And I, I'm sorry, we're running close on time. i got one announcement we're going to make by the top of the hour, but I'm going to take you next, and we've got, oh, I don't know, two or three minutes here. Go ahead, Craig. Okay, I'll try to be quick. Uh, I know everybody's got a different definition of what recession means to them, but mm-hmm. to me, it's like, okay, it's not really going to affect the, ultra, the uber rich. 
No, it actually they're, helps they're, them. They've got money. Pardon? It actually helps them. Yeah, well. Um, it does. But as far, as far as the rest of us that, that work for a living, you know, and, and, and not necessarily pay to, paycheck to paycheck, but have to manage our finances, when you are having to pay more than you should for groceries, more than you should for utilities, more than you should for gasoline, the big ticket luxury items that you may have been considering buying, let's say a new car. Right. Um, Furniture, I, TV, on down the line we go, Craig. And by the way, a yeah, lot of yeah. those things are going to have, I think, big discounts in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, new camper. Yep. Um, let's, let's say you were thinking about moving into a new house. But now because the interest rates have gone up, yep. um, your, your payment is going to be more than you know you, you might have been able to afford before. Correct. So, you know, you, it you end up kind of cutting back on on those things, and as you know, as less money is pumped in the economy, it's it's only going to to progressively get worse. Yep. No, you, Craig, spot on. You're 100 percent correct. Yep. So I know you got other callers. So I'll, I'll let no, you go. good stuff. And by the way, we're going to continue this conversation on into the next hour. It dovetails in, by the way, to what I wanted to talk about next hour anyway so we'll just continue on there's a lot more and now we're just talking during the break a lot more here we'd like to cover that we just didn't get chance to get into so we will continue that on in the second hour because there's a lot more on this subject but in the meantime we've got an announcement for you all Faye go ahead how are you hello thank you so much for taking my call you're welcome Faye so we've got an update on a pro-life initiative in Colorado equal protection of every living child regardless of age or level of development um, this is our last week collecting signatures to get this on as a ballot November 2022, and it'll save the lives of more than 24,000 children over the next two years and so that every child can have a birthday. So um, we're just encouraging people to go to our website, gotaheart.org, and they can check out our signing locations and petition returns. Okay. And again, we had you on early on when you guys got the initiative going and so on. And is there any update on that? How, you know, how are we doing as far as signatures and that? I mean, how many more do you need? I think we're getting close, and um, we're just encouraging everyone to just get as many signatures as they can. Well, we want to be and, over that, uh, as you know, too, because, you know, let's say right. we've got a, a target of, you know, I'm going to use a round number of 100,000. We want 120 or 130 to be safe. Exactly. We're going for 100, uh, 125,000 is the number we have okay. to have, and we went well over that. There you go. So, you know, there, yeah, perfect. Okay, so everybody listening, what's the website again, Faye, that they can go to to find out where our location is? .aheart.org. Okay. And if tell you what, send me, and I know you've done this in the past, but send me either a text message or an email, and I'll get that off to producer Ann, and we'll make sure that's on the website uh, for tonight as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You bet, Faye. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And, yeah, those of you listening, we always have different announcements and things that come up. In a lot of cases, some of you can call in like Faye. In other cases, you may not be able to call uh, during the hours that we're actually on air, but we're always willing to help folks along those lines. If you've got something specific you'd like to announce, just either send me a text message or an email, and we'll make sure that those things happen. Yeah, we want to save lives as well. And, by the way, this is a ballot initiative. Because if, if we're going to get this done through the state legislature, <clears throat> not happening. No. Not going to happen, folks. So if this were to happen at all, it has to be done in this manner. Because there's folks out there thinking, why don't we just get this to go through the, the legislative, you know, 
you know, end of end of it in Colorado. Uh, Have you seen our legislature? Yeah, I mean, think again. On. Not happening. Break. Not happening. So, all right. So we started this hour. Really, we talked about this last hour about the recession. What's going on? There's a now a poll up on our website, RushToReason.com, where you can fill some things out in regards to. Uh, you know, what have you changed since the recession when it comes to your buying habits, things along those lines? And we want to know, we'll have those results uh, by next Tuesday. So when Andy and I are back on next Tuesday, we can share some of those with you all. But we're going to talk more about this. It leads into my next topic, which I will not brief you on. Well, I'll just save that for next hour. A little surprise. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Hour two is next. Myself, Andy and Charlie, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.